0: Welcome back to the KWC FCA post-huddle podcast here at Kentucky Wesleyan. My name is Noah Davis, and I'm here with...
1: My name is McKenna O'Brien. My name is Shelby Patterson. I'm
2: a senior. I am a member of the softball team here, and I'm also the leader of the prayer team and campus ministries.
0: How long have you been working with campus ministries, Shelby?
2: I would say since August.
0: Since August. And how how has that just been um, just a blessing in your life and just seeing God move uh, this semester through the prayer team and just the people that are just involved with that.
2: It's honestly been really incredible just seeing people mm-hmm. who just need prayer or just want to pray for others within the campus or the community. And I didn't realize how big of a blessing it was until Anna did reach out and say, we would love for you to be a part of this. We were told that you would really be touching people's hearts. And I think people touch my heart more than I feel like I've touched other people.
0: Mm-hmm. That, that's usually how it goes. It's kind of funny because – when you think you're leading people or, you know, being a part of something and you think, well, I'm going to really help feed feed these people spiritually. And then in like return, they feed you like way more than you could have ever thought. Um, And I feel like that's been a big part of being on Campus Ministries is like, oh, wow, this is a big step for me. It's a big leadership role. And then in terms, it's like even being a leader, like you get fed even more spiritually than I feel like I was before kind of like following that path or following that in general. Um, and I I love how like we have like branches of campus ministry. That's just awesome mm-hmm. to me. Like the podcast team, the prayer team, the creative team the, with the arts, and just the videos that Maddie does and Karina and and there's a G groups and there's a ton of other branches too. But um, it's just exciting to see that God God is really moving and that God is um, at work th- through campus ministries. And how has you know being just being a part of just this campus and campus ministries and prayer team, how has that just influenced your faith uh, this semester?
2: I would always say that like I was not the best Christian because I I always said like yeah I am one but mm-hmm. I never really was so like fulfilled in my steps and I think taking on this role and really being serious about my faith within campus ministries has helped a lot mm-hmm. and just seeing God work within me and how people have been pouring into me in ways that I never would have imagined yeah. before and like that really does make a difference because I could sit here and pour out all day long but if I'm not getting poured into then how good is my yeah. word without somebody else's
0: yeah, I think we forget that. We, we talked about it on post, post-chapel post podcasts about, like, you do get wore out spiritually, mentally, physically. Like, it's just part of being human. And we need to be, you know, fed spiritually a lot, too, especially as, you know, leaders. And we put a lot of, you know, weight on our shoulders with people. And we're like, try to do our best to bring glory to God. Um, and it can be exhausting, especially you know playing a sport, being involved in other activities, and that's and that's another topic we're going to talk about. That's, that's a good point because it's important to you know have those people around you and like campus ministries that helps you know all three of us that just build us up and that you know we have mentors and we have those people. That might be your teammates or people just in G group or just your friends in general. They help encourage and build your faith, feed you spiritually, because there are times where we need to be the ones being fed instead yeah. of like feeding others. Because I know mm-hmm. that's how it is for me, because there's some nights I go to Bible study. I'm like, I'm just exhausted. It's been a long day or I'm just like, I'm not mentally checked in. And then just certain guys talk or like you just hear the word and it's like kind of gets you in the right mind frame or just kind of, you know, uh, feed your soul a little bit for, for you to keep going. Uh, we'll talk about some athletics and how has how has God you know worked through um, just your softball team and just maybe some of the girls, um, just in general through athletics um, this semester or just as a whole uh, as your career here at Wesleyan.
2: It's actually funny you say that. I had my meeting with Sean today, and we were talking about how last year I really was – I felt like I had to be the best player to, in order to be liked, mm-hmm. in order to feel like I was fulfilling my role on the team. But as the season went on, I was more concerned about picking up my teammates and being a better teammate and focusing on how are they doing outside of the field and just Mm -hmm. being there for them and being somebody they can talk to because it is a lot, especially if you're coming in as a freshman or a transfer like I did, and you're not used to it and you're like overwhelmed and you feel like you have to perform or else you're not doing something. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, we forget that God's the ultimate judge and our stats in the field... He's not going to look at that. Yeah, How we performed in the championship game, he's not going to look at that. And I think being that kind of person for my teammates is something I really am proud to say I am.
0: Yeah, I think that gets switched up a lot because God wants to bless us and God wants us to succeed. But just because you're a great athlete or just because you went four GMAC championships in four years – um, God's not going to look at you any differently. He's not going to love you more because mm-hmm. you win or lose. And some people think that that's, that happens. And that's just, that's just it's just a false reality that, well, because I, I won a championship or because I played good this year, God's going to love me more. Mm-hmm. And I loved how you talked about talking to your teammates or seeing how they're doing outside of softball or outside of golf or outside of baseball. And that's so easy to get caught up in where we for- totally forget sometimes about like my teammates have a life outside of ball. Like for me mm-hmm. as I've gotten older and more mature and realized that like and grown in my faith and realized that baseball is not near as important as I used to make it out to be. Yeah. Um, and that some, I have a whole nother life outside of it. Um, and I'm not sure how you guys are on that, but I'm sure that y'all probably come to a point where it's like, you know, this, this is a platform God's given me and it's a blessing. But, uh, for me, it's just helped me pour into my teammates more knowing that sometimes when i leave the ball field like that's i don't even want to that's it for the day like right. maybe if a conversation gets brung up about it i can you know work my way in it and you know try to bring god into it or something mm-hmm. uh to my teammates but i feel like that's where for me this year that's been a really like just a point of instance for me is like i'm going to check in or try to check in on certain guys how man? How, how are you doing outside of practice? How's how was your day? How like what are you up to? Like you know, what I'm saying, and I feel like G groups has been a big help with that because mm-hmm. um, it gives guys something to maybe look forward to. for us, it's tonight at six on Thursday, it's like six. So I look forward to, it, and it gives other guys hopefully some um, something to look forward to. And it's a talking point. It's like, hey man, come to come to Bible study tonight. Um, and for us, I feel like it's God is blessing the baseball team right now because we we have a We're averaging about half the team. I think we're averaging like between 20 and 25 guys, which is a prayer answered. Mm -hmm. Um, And I prayed about this G Group thing before I even knew it was a thing. I prayed about a Bible study for our team, and God's just been really, really doing his thing for us. Um, And y'all can both answer this. Um, You know, how has G Group just been an influence for your faith? And how has just that just created a bond with maybe your teammates or just other people on campus?
1: I think G groups are super important because we took a picture of G group last week and there are so many different kinds of people in our picture, like so many people from different sports, different clubs, different, every aspect, different States. Like it's just cool to see all these different groups of people come together and it not only helps you get closer with your teammates, but also people on other teams and other sports as well. And it's just Mm -hmm. a great way to bring people together and grow in your faith. Well, with softball, we actually don't have a G group yet. We've been trying to get the
2: makes for it. But something that Anna and I talked about was I was worried I would be pouring too much out. And so I was hoping maybe to plug the softball team in with a women's only G group or one that they felt comfortable attending. Because there's been people that want to plug in and they just don't know that next step. And so I'm hoping within like chapel, prayer team, there's been my teammates or other teammates that are slowly popping in and... Mm -hmm slowly getting a taste of what God really is doing here on our campus and the ways that they can become involved as well.
1: I have a lot of respect (laughs) for you for being able to realize like that limit, like knowing when too much is too much and what you need to do for yourself, because that's very important as a student athlete on campus with everything going on to realize what you need to do for you. Yeah, I think one of the hardest things I know for me is saying no and knowing yeah. like being mm, a people pleaser. Yep. Yeah.
2: It's hard, but I think as you grow more in like your life or your sport, your career, you learn that if you don't say no now to things, you won't be able to say yes to things in the future that you really want to say yes to.
0: That used to be one of my biggest problems was mm-hmm. I couldn't say no, especially to my friends. And literally we talked about this last night, I think. It's it's it started becoming well I'll do it because I like I love my, my love my friends okay. and that I don't want to let them down yep. to becoming now it's a habit and now I'm the one reaching out to people or pulling them in with with me and living like the world. Um, a lot of times I feel like people are looking for an escape from yeah. from life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They might be looking for an escape from from their sin too. Like I do this every weekend or I do this all the time. Like it's become a habit and I can't get rid of it. And it mm-hmm. might be that one invite or that one person God puts in your life where you feel that tug from the Holy Spirit to just invite them or reach out to them to the G group and it could be that you know some some girls or some guys are like more comfortable with with going to their team G group and i feel like hopefully you know sooner rather than later that we'll get every team to have a G group on campus i feel like that's a big big emphasis this this semester that they put on it with G groups and I love that and it's just you never know how far an invite will go and you never know how much of an impact God will make because we only can do so much we're just called to plant the seed and let Mm -hmm. God water it and I feel like that's something I've had to let go of a lot this, this year with my faith is knowing that I don't have any pull over anyone's soul that all I have to do is just let God work through me to the max as much as he can and just submit to him and be a vessel and then if they come, they come. If they don't, they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but just keep inviting and keep praying and um, let them know that, hey, there's always a seat open for you and we're always going to be here for mm-hmm. you. And doing, trying to be an example off the field or off the course or off um, wherever, playing field or whatever sport, is going to have a lot more impact than it will on because I know mm-hmm. from the guys that I've played with, from the guys that I remember that I had more of a bond with, they made way more of an impact on me and on other guys off the field than they did on the field.
1: I think a big thing, kind of what you were talking about, (laughs) is as an athlete, if you want to get better, you go out, you practice, you just repeat the process. But when it comes to faith, if someone – want like if you want someone to make that step, you can't make that step for them. Mm-hmm. Like you can practice as a team, you can do that sort of thing, but you can't make that step for them with their faith. That has to be a them thing. And I think especially with team oriented sports, whenever you're used to being able to help each other as a group, getting into that mentality where like, okay, this isn't about me. I have to let them help themselves. That can be a difficult It's gotta bridge be authentic to build. Yeah. I yeah. can't
0: Yeah, and that's tough because you want everybody to be in heaven you want to make heaven as crowded as possible especially your teammates the ones you get really close to and especially the ones that you know are going through something and you're like i have the answer but i can't give it to you i can give you yep. i can show you it but i can't you know what i'm saying you can't i can't yeah. give it to you and it's got to be an authentic choice but that's what makes it so real and that's what makes god so loving is like he's never gonna force um, he's never going to force anything on you. And it talks about in revelations three twenty. it said, I stand at the door and knock. And if you let me in, I'll come mm-hmm. in and eat with you. And that's God. He's knocking at mm-hmm. the door, wanting a relationship with you. All you got to do is, and I'm getting chills right now from that. <laughs> but you just, you just got to open the door and, and, and let him in. And I feel like that's where a lot of people are at. You know, they're, they're, they got mm-hmm. the hand on the door mm-hmm. and they're, they're fighting yeah. it. And it's just, uh, prayer team. That's where prayer comes in a lot. Mm-hmm. Pray for your yeah. teammates, pray for your team, pray for your coaches. And people forget to pray for like other Christians. Yep. And it's like, well, she's he, he or she's a Christian. The goal's over. That, like that's just <laughs> yeah. the starting point. Yep. Like that's the starting point of faith is when you give your life to Christ and want to move forward. Like a lot of a lot of athletes, for instance, their goal is to play college softball, college golf, college mm-hmm. baseball. And for some people, when they when they when they sign that letter, when they sign that letter of intent, it's over. They're on the team, but that's just where it starts. And that's the same thing with faith. Is like that's that's the baseline. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's the that's great, and that's the biggest decision you ever make, but people forget, like, man, you got so much more room to grow, and mm-hmm. you don't know where you're going to take off from that.
2: No, I think you said it perfectly. I was actually thinking about how, like, in prayer team, we had somebody come in for the first time, and she—it was her <coughs> first time plugging in, and she chose prayer team as the first time, and after that, like, I extended an invitation to invite her to church with me at OCC, and she went, and that was her first time going there, and— She said, like, it truly just changed her life, just that simple invitation because she's been wanting to go, but she didn't want to go alone. And she was like, I've been looking for someone to go with, and I've just been scared to ask other people. And I said, one invitation can go a long way. And you said with teams and, like, not like the whole, like, signing on the line and you feel like, all right, boom, I'm there. I think we forget that these things here are temporary, but we should still do it to the fullest. Absolutely. However, we forget that there is one thing that's eternal, and that's God. And living with that idea that things are temporary here on Earth, however, we cannot forget that one thing is always, and that's God and looking to Him.
1: Sean and I were talking in our meeting about, um, like, how do you get people to chapel, how do you get people to go to things? And it's all on us. Like, the student-athletes here have such a positive impact, and that invitation goes a long way. It's all about that invitation.
0: Absolutely. And you love how you said alone and man's not to be alone. Woman is not. Nobody's meant to be alone. And you mm-hmm. can't. It's so hard to grow in your faith alone. It's it's almost impossible, I feel like. And that's all it takes sometimes is an invitation. And then there's two. And then someone sees you Well, they're going.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe let's invite them. And then the, and then it just stacks. It's almost a domino effect. Yep. And when you let God work and and you really just you pray about it, man, things things will happen. Mm-hmm. And, it, and sometimes it, it stacks up quick. Um, for our team, I didn't think we would have that much growth um, like that. And God is is really is really moving, and it just takes an invitation sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a thing on Facebook I saw about invitations to church, and it was like two percent two percent of the people come because the pastor invited them, um, and it was like ninety something people come because a friend invited them, yep. mm-hmm. and then the other parts like family or something. So, um, being just being. And invitational to people and inviting them um, can go such a long way, mm-hmm. and not forcing um, Christianity down their throat, not forcing Jesus down their throat. I mean, sometimes it's it's hard not to, you know, really want to give it to people. But again, it's where that um, choice comes in, and that's where you know, we're not called to do that either. Um, we're called to share, and we're called to love, and that's the biggest thing too. Is just being loving in your actions, and for me, that's something I'm really trying to do. Better on this year is, I want these guys to see Christ in me at my highest and lowest point during during the fall or during the season, knowing that, man on his you can't even tell if he's doing good or bad because he's he's got the same. Um, the same feelings, the same emotions. He, he's joyful, mm-hmm. and I'm not. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to be able to do that every day because I'm human. Mm-hmm. But I want to set that example, um, mm-hmm. so guys will see that, like, hey, this, it's working. It's working for him. Mm-hmm. Jesus is working with this guy. Like he's working through him because he's submitting, and I want that to just cause a cause a ripple effect, um, just through the team, and just through campus, and it already mm-hmm. has. Just because we have so many great people here that are wanting. Jesus to just, to just grow on us and this Holy Spirit, uh, just to, to do its thing.
2: Yeah. I think it's incredible because like in softball and baseball, you would understand it's so, it's so easy to get frustrated about something. Like you strike out, you miss a play, you don't hit your pitch. Like it's so easy to become frustrated. And I talked about this at prayer team is that sometimes we are so, we don't mean to, but like say, like I do, if I miss a turn, I'm like, "Idiot, Shelby, what are you doing? But then that's not what God labels us. We don't want to label us these yeah. things. Like if we're struggling in school, we're automatically like, oh my gosh, I'm dumb. Or like, I can't do it. And that's not what God hasn't planned for it's us. It's easy or what to he's get caught named. up in the mistakes. Absolutely. But I mean, even in the good things too, like your title and your job, your title and your sport. And I think a lot of athletes are having a tough time with... This next step, like when we graduate, because they have their identity within their sport. I agree. And the fear of what's happening next once they're no longer a baseball player, a golf player, a softball player. It's it's a real scary thing if they do not find their identity within Christ.
1: I think identity is like a big deal because, I mean— Everybody that's a college athlete has been playing sports their whole life, whether it's one, whether it's many athletes have been a sole part of your life for quite a bit of time. And so whenever you've been doing this since you were really little until now, whenever you're an adult and you have to finally like give it up, it's like, okay, well, I don't have practice. I don't have lifting. I don't have this. I don't have that. What do I do? Like, what am I? What do I do with this time? if I've spent all this time on this and it's gone, like, what do I do with it, you know?
0: Yeah, that's going to be a big thing for me when I'm – if I conclude my baseball career after this spring is there'll be a lot of empty time, I feel like, you know. Mm-hmm. But I like how you talked about identity because that's important. Um, and so many athletes and just Christ- and Christian athletes, too, get caught up, especially in softball and baseball because it's it's not even like – it's succeeding sport. It's We're how in the less. Game of failure. How less can you fail?
2: Yep. Like if you get three out of ten on a hitting, that's good. But if you get three out of ten on a test, that's bad. Yeah. Like it's all about perspective. It's
0: it's it is about a perspective, and it's about having peace. And for me, I feel like I took a huge jump in my performance um just this summer and this fall, just because I'm at peace, knowing that it, it doesn't matter what happens on the ball field. That one God's got me, and two, there you go. Uh, I know where my eternity lies, and I know that the purpose of me is way beyond baseball. I I know that God's Mm -hmm. blessed me with the talent ability. I know that he wants me to use it to my full ability. He wants me to, because one that's honoring God and athletes forget that. Even if I had a horrible day, a horrible game, if I gave my full effort and tried to have a good attitude, I'm glorifying God because God's given you that When He's given you a good body to do it. He's given Mm -hmm. you a healthy body. And I've had more just gratitude, um, when I've grown in my faith, knowing that, man, I get to go out and play baseball today. Like Mm -hmm. I get to go out and enjoy the weather and hang around 40, whatever, 40 other guys that I enjoy their company and just to go out here and be active and and do something I love and just enjoy fellowship. And just, Mm -hmm. there might be something amazing that comes out of that. Like just having those small little side conversations in the outfield for me, or just, man, how do you, how do you do this? Or how do you do this all the time? Or like, I see you, you know, you're even on bad days, you're, you're a little bit joyful. Like how do you overcome those, those bad days and mistakes? And that's when it's like, dude, like baseball's baseball's not it for me like that anymore. Like it's just not.
2: Yeah. I think that's something I take a lot of pride in. And it's like, even on like the days I do really bad or like, I'm just not having a good day at the plate, or I made a bad throw. Like I don't let it bother me because it's temporary and, everything on earth is temporary and it does not compare to what's coming after. And a lot of my teammates last year just were so like shocked at how I was just so like nonchalant. I was like, Oh, I struck out. She threw good pitches. Like I I can learn to accept that and move on. But I, I just wish my teammates could have that same mentality, but I mean, it's hard. It's not an easy thing. Like overnight, I'm going to be better about that. But that's the one thing I do believe God put me on a team sport for is to encourage one another and to, serve them in the way that God serves us grace when we feel like we're not good enough. And he reminds us that
1: Mm -hmm. we are in
2: any aspect of our lives.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I think it's very like important to remind yourself of that because I've played every sport that I mean, almost every sport. And I've had many different coaches, and some of them were like, you made a mistake, and it's like, it's okay, you can go on. Some of it's like, you made a mistake, get on the line, you're running a mile. Like, right. And reminding yourself that you're okay, even in those mistakes, that there's so much more to it is so important.
0: Karen Mills came and spoke at FCA Sunday, and he gave an amazing speech and slash testimony. Um, and it was really good, was. and he won two national championships at UK. Like that's a totally, like at the highest level of college basketball, um, he won two national championships, which is a huge, huge accomplishment. And he mm-hmm. talked about how he was he was chasing a ring and how he thought that was going to bring him um, happiness here on earth. He knew that um, his joy had come from the Lord, but he was chasing happiness mm-hmm. on earth. And as athletes, for me, a lot of my life, I'm very competitive. And always chased wanting to be the best and wanting to everybody to look at me, look at what I'm doing. I feel like yeah. I've overlooked my whole life and deserved deserved a little more. Like, man, I work hard and I do this and that. Like, I deserve, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I deserve the glory. And I've, I could relate to his story a little bit. I'm not necessarily chasing a ring, but I was chasing um, just self glory or just selfish desires. Um, and, and you have to get over that pride. And sometimes it's so hard to do as an athlete because you put in all this work that no, that hardly anybody sees, and then they come out to games, and you might have a good game or bad game, and you're like, oh. "Well, man, I put in all this work on the side. I deserve to get mm-hmm. this." Well, God, I, I I've been trying so hard to grow my relationship with you. Why am I not playing <laughs> yeah. well? You know, <laughs> and it's 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 not how it's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because. I do a, I do a FCA podcast doesn't mean God's going to let me hit 400 this, this, this season and right. be all GMAC. Um, and that's something that we shouldn't think of as Christian athletes, that yep. being obedient, God is going to, um, give us certain uh, yeah, materialistic we things. It's a two way street. We um, think if
2: we do this, that, whatever, that we are like, oh yeah, God should bless us with X, Y, and Z. And I mm-hmm. think we forget like, no, God doesn't get he, we don't deserve anything from him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's where the obedience comes in. Just like they talked about at chapel Wednesday, it was an awesome yeah, message. It was incredible. And for me, I had to learn. I had to learn this back in the spring. Um, I'm, I have to be obedient to the Lord because He calls me to be obedient. It's my mm-hmm. responsibility to be obedient. It's not my responsibility to be obedient because I think I'm going to get blessed or think I'm going to get something mm-hmm. out of it. Like you said, God doesn't owe me anything. I'm I'm a sinner. I'm, yep. <laughs> my past is not clean <laughs> at all. I do not have a past. Nobody does. Mm-hmm. Um, And if you can look at it like this. It's my responsibility to be at practice. It's my responsibility to go work out. It's my responsibility to go be better on my own. But just because that's my responsibility doesn't mean the coach has to play me.
1: Mm-hmm. The coach
0: really doesn't owe, owe, owe me to play. He doesn't have nope. to play me. He's the one that makes the lineup. Just because I work hard, just because I read my Bible and go to church and do this and that, doesn't mean that God owes us anything. We're called mm-hmm. to do that because we are choosing to follow Christ. We are choosing to love him and follow his commands. Because, like he said, I love how he said, you know, when you're being obedient, um, joyful obedience is is seen in like much faith, like your maturity maturity in your faith. And yep. I was like, wow, that that really hit me because I feel like the more obedient I am, the more joy I feel, and I still feel conviction and sorrow and all those, all these other things. But the thing but, is,
2: if you never did feel those things, you're not continuing to grow.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the
2: good thing is that every time, like I feel convicted about certain things, and I'm like, man, yes, something new I can learn from, or something new that I could take in. Because I mean, if you never felt those things anymore, then are you really growing in your faith?
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. What's what's been something besides time that has been challenging as a christian athlete in college um to you and maybe it's something this semester just something like in general you've struggled with or something that's been a challenge
2: i sound like a broken record because i was talking about this earlier with sean um i think my biggest struggle is giving grace because i do have teammates or i've i've always had teammates who are not strong in their faith or like when i do bring it up they immediately shut it down and then like i get the fear of (laughs) Rejection when I first yeah. came here, and I was like, I don't want to be rejected, so I just kept quiet. But now that I am active and very proactive in my faith, people can see it, and I think they are people that admire from afar, but I think they're also in that step where they're scared to feel like they're going to get rejected. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, they they can reject me all day, but at the end, they're rejecting the Lord, yeah. and that's worth so much more than rejecting Spot me. On. I am nothing compared to what's for yeah. him, but I... Still try to give grace to those who I don't agree with because, I mean, life's not perfect. You're not going to agree with everybody. And I do that, like, if they're having a bad day, I ask them, are you giving your 100% effort? If they Mm -hmm. say yes, I'm like, that's all you can do. It's just not your day. We're playing the sport of failure. Like, you can't be expected to go 500 every game or oh yeah, strike out everybody every game. You're going to have your bad days, and then sometimes you hit the slump. And I think that's when people really need a good teammate is when during those low periods because they feel very alone because you're in your head a lot.
0: It's t- it's so tough as a mm-hmm. young adult, teenager, college athlete to be strong in your faith, especially when you're you maybe not around a lot of people that are strong in your faith. And that's why having g is important, and I inflict on that a lot. But especially social media, um, yes. you can get on there and um, it can put you down real quick and it can make you think that, and Satan does a good job at you know getting in people's heads and mm-hmm. conflicting Christians and um, just putting yourself down, especially on a day like you're talking about. You know, talk about your faith, you get put down, or you you feel like you can't help, or you feel like you know that person is totally rejecting you because of Christ. And it's it's a tough situation. And I feel like in that case, in that scenario, for me, I pray a lot for strength because it takes a lot of strength. Um, from the Lord to keep going, to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not something that's easy to do. Following Christ is is not easy. Um, and that's why it's important to just be around um, those people that are going to help you, pick pick you back up yeah. um, and encourage you and love you. And um, even if you do get rejected, you're still planting a seed. Even if somebody mm-hmm. wants nothing yeah. to do with the Lord, it, it's not you. It's what's inside of you. It's, it's mm-hmm. the Lord. That's why you know, thieves don't rob an empty home. Satan's not coming after you unless he knows there's something bigger than him inside of you. And that's Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. Um, and that's something that I feel like has been challenging to all of us because I can feel, I can tell you the same thing that, um, there's just people in general that I know, whether, whether it's just on campus or just in life or some of my teammates as well that aren't, um, maybe the strongest in their faith, or maybe they don't really have any faith. Um, and, and you invite them and it's kind of a rejection thing or um, maybe it's just something they say and it kind of like doesn't sit with you well or it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, man, I really didn't see that coming. Yeah. And it's hard to brush off.
2: Yeah. And I think the hardest thing, which McKenna can probably agree with being females, is the gossiping Um I mean, I can also say it's something I struggle with as well because, I mean, it's just something I really would do a lot. And there's a lot of things that, like, people on teams gossip about, and it's hard. Like, trying to break that habit if you're around it all the time and, like, that, that's the devil tempting me with sin. If you gossip within a team, you feel like you're in. But then if I stand off to the side and be quiet, then I feel like I'm being rejected. I'm holding myself out. But I've realized it's so much more than that, being involved. And I would rather stand alone with Christ than be with everybody else and be sucked into
1: that sin no i agree with that 100 (laughs) percent. everything you just said it's it's tough for everybody too
0: it's not just girls
2: yeah i just feel like it's more prevalent in women yeah because like with guys you don't see them like holding grudges as much or like i mean y'all just do it better i guess like not talking about each other as much
1: and I feel like, like, guys get over it better, but if a girl says something, then it's held against them forever.
2: Yeah, we have some of the best yeah, memories. Yeah, they're yeah, not going to let it go.
1: And so it's one of those things where, like, not only do you have to avoid the gossiping, but you also have to know when to give grace, like you were talking about. Yep. And so you have to avoid the talking, and you have to avoid being hurt by the talking. And sports get very intense. People get jealous and say say, say stuff because say stuff they're jealous, or... Um, you have a bad day, and people will talk about your bad day, and it's mm-hmm. one of those things you have to learn yeah. to shake it off.
0: Yeah, and it's like it's also like you feel accepted, like people's like, "Well, oh, what do you think about this?" or "What do you think about that?" Mm-hmm. And you, and it's almost like Satan is enticing you, thinking like, "Oh, these people are my friends. They want me to. They want me to talk about so and so." And then you feel like you're in. You're like, "Oh, I'm in now. Yep. I'm talking about so and so." And and. God. From a guy's perspective, I think guys do struggle a little bit about that. I think guys in general, it's more of an in-the-moment thing, yeah. whether it's fighting or talking bad, and then they, they get over it maybe a little quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked a lot about forgiveness in our G group. If you can't forgive somebody, the Lord cannot forgive you. Yeah, And I feel like that's so important. And we're not perfect. You, you shouldn't mm-hmm. expect anybody to be perfect. Not, and there's no pastor. There's no podcaster. There's no nobody besides Christ. And... People are going to hurt you. People inside the church are yeah. going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. The gospel is going to step on your toes a little bit. You're going to feel conviction. That's a good thing. Um, and, and we just kind of miss those 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 things sometimes and realizing that sometimes life is going to happen. And mm-hmm. sometimes people are going to be people. And and it it's tough to be forgiving. And um, that's where... Being in, a, being involved in prayer group, and being involved in G group, <laughs> and I keep hitting it. They keep you know talking about this in circles, but that is just what really helps. I mean, for me at least.
2: Last night at stories, we actually talked about full circles in life and mm-hmm. how things always relate to each other and circumstances that you faced a couple months ago, years ago, could somehow be brought up or lit up in your life coming forward now, and you're like oh man, I went through this and then you could help somebody else who's going through the same thing. And it's like a full circle, whether it's like a mm-hmm. verse you read that's applying to something that happened to you today or something like that. And I just think that's incredible because these like I've realized there's no coincidences in this life. God has everything there's planned not. for us. And it's crazy sometimes. I'm like, there's oh, no yeah. way this just happened or like I just read about this and I'm like, this is crazy.
1: We mentioned a verse in G Group last week. And it's one that I really needed to hear. But I have like a notes app on my phone to where if I don't bring my notebook to church, I put my notes in the notes app. And it's been going since 2021. So it's not like it's not like it's a thing that I just started a couple months ago. for God. This Mm -hmm. is like two years and counting. And I went in there to type something at church on Sunday. And the very first thing I had was that Bible verse that we talked about last Thursday. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, it was one of those full circle, full circle moments.
0: And last thing before we end it, Shelby, how would you encourage somebody that's a Christian athlete, like looking to expand their faith, whether it be at Wesleyan or anywhere or looking to get involved? Like, what is something that you would encourage them, encourage them to do?
2: I would say, don't be afraid to be confident in yourself in that moment. And whether you're quiet in your room and you're just asking God to give you a sign, a step to move forward,
1: mm-hmm. or
2: reach out to somebody you know that's plugged in somewhere and just being like, "Hey, like, how did you get here?" and like learning how they did it, because it could influence you to move forward. And yeah. it's really like we said, it an invitation goes a long way, and maybe. Find a way to get invited or find a way to step out of your comfort zone because when you step out of your comfort zone, you really experience God's love because it's not an easy first step. The first step is usually the hardest. Mm -hmm. But I would say plug in with your friends, plug in with somebody you know, and just be confident in that step.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us here at Kentucky West on the Post Huddle Podcast. If you have any questions or need to reach out for anything, Uh, don't hesitate to reach out on our social media and we'll be back next week. Thank you.